Welcome to the GeoMob Podcast, where we discuss geo-innovation in any and all forms, whether for fun or profit. Welcome to the GeoMob Podcast again. Uh, today my guest is Jeremy Garniol. Jeremy is a geographer, a cartographer, and more recently a spatial data scientist working at Aix-Marseille University. He also shares my passion for open source and open data, so we've got plenty to chat about today. But there's one thing I want to focus on, and that's Jeremy's latest project, Mapstodon. Uh, For those of you who don't know about Mapstodon, this is going to be an interesting journey for you. But first of all, Jeremy, welcome to the GeoMob podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you for having me. And just introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your journey in geo, what you've been doing in the past. Okay. Um, well, I've been... Um, uh, I started out as a student in geography uh, maybe 15 years ago or so. Um, I was first into cultural social geography. And then I, I, I discovered urban geography. And I started using GIS d- during my years as a master's student. Uh, I was I was working here where I still live in Marseille in the south of France and I was investigating gated communities and and um, urbanism and things like that and so in in during my 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 master studies um, I, I started working with GIS and my GIS journey started out with Mapinfo which was both powerful and really uh, like <laughs> a hell to use. Um, so, so I think it, I I haven't used it for a lot of years, many years, but uh, it was it was like that, really powerful and really really un- unintuitive, you know. Um, and so I started looking uh, for alternatives, and I found out about Q- QGIS, who was still called Quantum GIS. So, if I recall correctly, yeah, it was maybe uh, version zero dot eight or zero uh, dot nine, maybe. Um, it was. 2007, the year. And, I, and, and that's how I found out about open source in general and free software because I, I, um, I was not a developer or, or anything. I was, I was just, uh, I had a, a, a bit, you know, I didn't, I didn't know much about programming apart from building a couple of very simple visual basic games with my brother when we were teenagers. So um, then I found out about open source and and it was like like many of us, I think, uh, it was a, a revolution uh, on a personal level. Um, you know, we were being taught MapInfo because it was widely used, uh, at least in France, widely used by professionals. Uh, back in the day, I think it was ArcGIS and MapInfo uh, on, the same, on the same level. And our teachers, uh, our teachers were... were we didn't have any. It was just the teachers giving us, giving us, passing us uh, USB sticks with cracked versions of the software, you know, of MapInfo, and it was okay. Did you <laughs> did you get the software? I know I got to I got to get the stick, but who who's got? It? I don't know. You know, during one week at the beginning of the year, so uh, you can when you think about it now today, you know, nowadays it's a bit, um, yeah. So uh, I started contributing to translation to QGIS. Um, to 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 from English to French uh, translation to to the, the documentations because I, I wasn't a programmer so that's where I could help. Um, also, uh, a bit of translation uh, to open layers or map server documentation. Uh, 
and and I spent countless hours just fooling around with with QGIS, trying all, all kinds of processing and stuff, um, trying to convince my my um, how do you say my uh, supervisor that it was a good idea to use QGIS, and back in the day it didn't work at all, and now she's just only using QGIS. That's the, the fun part. <laughs> um, then I, I discovered OpenStreetMap quickly after that. Uh, once again, I, I, I was blown away by how great the project was, so I started contributing. Um, it was a bit like um, um, Here Be Dragons, you know, back in the day, so uh, there was nothing in, in Marseille, so everything had to be done. Um, that was fun, that time when yes. you could go out and there was always stuff to map. Yeah. Now it's a different story. Yeah, yeah. now it's also uh, now it's, it's, it's a lot of micro-mapping or um, um, you know, open data negotiations with um, institutions or stuff like that. But back in the day, it was like, okay, I need to put the roads and then I'm going to map a couple of buildings and just in, in the open. Um, and I think... Um, you know, I think I spent also a lot, a lot of time reading the exchanges of uh, on, on mailing lists. Um, you know, like whether uh, the OpenStreetMap mailing list or QGIS uh, mailing list, or uh, and maybe maybe way too many hours because I was just uh, really interested. Like reading the list um, was fascinating. It was like the history of open source getting made. You know, getting made. Um, just live in my inbox, so and I was reading a lot more than um, uh, contributing to the to the mailing list. So yeah, and now what? It, so now what are you doing? So now uh, then I've been working for a couple of years as um, a freelance geographer and, and map maker uh, for things like for the press, for for books, for even for artistic projects. Then I had a, an artistic uh, a time where I was working as an artist myself, but that's something else. So for a couple of years, um, and now for maybe the last four or five years, I've been working with archaeologists uh, in Aix-en-Provence uh, with the Archaea Institute, and uh, I, I'm I'm helping. I'm I'm working as a developer, so I'm I consider myself as as a junior developer. You know, I'm I'm not. I'm not yet a good developer, uh, but um, I help. I'm, I assist um, archaeology research projects on the data, open data side, or, or uh, you know, open science side of, of things. It's a um, it's a bit of a challenge to 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 define exactly what I'm doing right now because, yeah, I'm I'm doing development, but it's also lots of data stewardship and. Um, uh, open science uh, assistance to research projects. So it's not that much into map and geospatial nowadays. Uh, of course, archaeology has a, a very strong... Um... I want to move you on because we could talk about open data and open source and data science in archaeology. Yeah. And maybe that's a conversation for another day because it's probably a fantastic topic. But there's something more topical today, which is... Mastodon. And just to set the scene, um, Mastodon's been going for a number of years, I don't know, five years, maybe something like that. And it was sort of a geeky thing and not many people were using it. And 
everybody was on Twitter and if Twitter was working for you, why did you need anything else? Um, certainly that was my view and I think it was the view of lots of other people. Um, and then... Yeah, it was mine too, actually. Yeah. And then come about end of October, um, Elon Musk finally goes ahead and buys Twitter and all the geeky people like us on Twitter suddenly thought, oh shit, what's going to happen? You know, and I mean, there was this sudden waking up to the fact that maybe we needed to all look at Mastodon. And um, there's been quite a migration to Mastodon, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But before we get into the migration, maybe talk about, because the reason we're talking today is because you started a Mastodon server, which is called, brilliant name, Mapsterdon. Um, you know, I mean, for anybody listening, that is the perfect geek pun, uh, Mapsterdon. So talk about what is Mapsterdon and maybe a little bit about how one guy in Aix-en-Provence can start a Mastodon server himself and make the whole thing viable. Yeah, um, so uh, Mapsterdon uh, is, or Mapsterdon.space, which is the URL, uh, it's as you said. It's a Mastodon instance or server um, with a um, thematic focus on cartography and geos or geospatial or mapping, um, and so it's um, it's 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 dedicated to to geospatial ge geospatial professionals or enthusiasts. Um, so if 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 you're in, unfamiliar with Mastodon. Um, Maybe just just a quick reminder. It's uh, as you said. It's, it's an alternative to to Twitter. It's a uh, it's decentralized. It's in interoperable, operable. Sorry, and it's free. Um, and the decentralization aspect is maybe a bit hard to grasp when you come from from Twitter first, because you have to choose which server you want to join, and there are thousands of of server out, out there, uh, so it's a bit overwhelming at the beginning. Uh, you can you can find you you can look for. Uh, there is joinmastodon.org, which is a, a directory of servers. Uh, you can, if you're into data viz, you, you, you can f look for Etienne Combs' graph view, which shows up uh, many thousands of uh, Mastodon servers and, and statuses and stuff like that. But basically, every server is either generalist, uh, so there is no thematic interest, either um, like Mapstodon, uh, around a, a passion or a, a thematic. Um, so what's different from Twitter is that once you're, you're registered on the server, you, you have more browsing options than on Twitter. Uh, you can see the timeline of your last of the last posts of the, the people you follow. Uh, the posts are called toots or statuses, but you can also check the timeline of the last toots posted by the user of your own instance of the instance you registered on. And so that's the interesting part of having a dedicated um, uh, thematic instance is that then you can, this timeline is like your community's timeline, your, your affinity's timeline. And then uh, you see, like nowadays, the, the, the messages on the Mastodon instance are uh, mostly, the content is mostly around maps, geospatial cartography, stuff like that. And uh, users can post about whatever they want, but... Uh, still, there is a nice balance of uh, mostly geospatial stuff and and other little incursions. Um, just just to mention it, also if you're on on any server, 
you can follow anyone from any other place because that's the mostly the question that people ask about Mastodon. It's like, do you have to follow only the people from your instance or can you follow people from other instances? So you, you really can follow anyone from any other instance that is not blocked uh, by your, your the instance you registered on. Um, so you have your, your followers, you have the people you're following, and then there is this community. And that's the interesting part of, of uh, to me, the, of, of uh, Mastodon. Uh, apart, every, uh, of course, uh, apart from the the the, the interoperable, sorry, interoperable side, uh, and the, the free and open uh, side of things, um, uh, maybe there's. Um, I, I just I wrote a, a quick blog post to cover the basics about Mastodon, so uh, you can find others on online about that. Okay, I'll, we'll put that uh, the link to that blog post into the show notes. Uh, somebody else described this thing of choosing your ma Mastodon server as a little bit like choosing a mobile phone operator or choosing an email service provider. You know, I mean, you can use Gmail or you can use Outlook or you can use any other email provider. And it doesn't, because that's your email address, yeah. doesn't prevent you from sending emails and receiving emails from other people and you can choose a mobile phone operator and you can call to any other mobile phone the difference i think and you summed it up well there jeremy is that each mastodon server has its own interest area so um and you can read the the timeline of your local server and it's likely that it's all going to be on Mapsterdon about maps and map-related subjects. Um, and interestingly, um, I've got two Mapsterdon accounts, as probably lots of people do. So do, do I. Yeah. Um, and and my, my Mappery account for Maps in the Wild is on your Mapsterdon server, because why wouldn't you have a... Um, an account about maps and maps in the wild and people sharing photographs of maps on the Mapsterdon server because that's where people are going to find you. Um, my personal account is on a UK server. Um, it's, I mean, I, there are probably loads of UK servers. It was one that recommended. But so I get a different timeline there. You know, I see different people there. Um, and I think that's one of the key differences with Mastodon. The other one that we haven't mentioned is there's no algorithm. Yes. Um, yeah. There is. There is. Uh, someone said. Uh, I, I've, I've read recently that someone said, "Well, technically there is an algorithm because you have a, a, the last messages are the most recent, which can be considered as an algorithm." But uh, apart from that, no, there there ain't no algorithm. So. Um, coming from Twitter, you might miss it, and and I've missed it sometimes. But it's it's very refreshing, and it feels like the the experience of, especially now that Twitter is is uh, so filled with uh, uh, toxic interactions. Um, Mastodon feels like the, the the beginning of Twitter, like when you you the exchanges were polite and and just curious and and healthy and just like oh that's cool all the all those interesting people here doing this and that and and it's it's really refreshing you know I've been I've been using Twitter for um, basically that's also why I I started this this server because I, I was a 
um, a user of Twitter for many years, for like tw 12 or 13 years. And, and it was, uh, I was for, for, for a long time now, I was just thinking that it was going too toxic for me and, and I was not really not happy about, about uh, you know, the, the situation of things, even, even before um, Elon Musk uh, announced that he wanted to, to, buy, the, to buy Twitter. And so um, the thing is that there is no algorithm, but then there is this thing that um, people say, uh, if you want to, to, there is no algorithm, so we are the algorithm. So uh, please boost, which is uh, uh, retweeting, like retweeting is called uh, boosting. Please boost other people's uh, tweets or messages. Because uh, if, if you like a message, you have to boost it if you want other people to read it. So people boost a lot more and then i've been i've started to 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 be very liberal liberal about boosting on twitter i was like okay i'm not going to retweet that i don't want to pollute um, other people's uh, timeline or uh, you know i don't want to get lost into retweeting everything and, and stuff but there on mastodon it's 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 um it's really different i i i boost a lot more and there is no way to quote and boost um, which is really discussed. Right. Uh, and I think I've read uh, the founder of Mastodon have uh, recently said that uh, they were considering adding it because they, they understood that it could be a good thing. And that's the interesting part of, about, about Mastodon because they, they tried to, uh, by design, uh, they didn't put this function uh, by design because they said um, Twitter, the quote, quote retweet function on Twitter has been used uh, way too many to, to way too much to 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 bully you know to in in uh, negative ways and and so let's try to do something else let's try to not use that way um, that's the interesting part about about Mastodon you know uh, before the the, the buy out of Twitter by by Elon Musk um, People were like, Mastodon will never work because it's it's too hard, you know the the, the instance thing, you know. I, people never will never get grasp of it, and it, it's funny because uh, everyone um, is used to Twitter the way Twitter works, which is not at all uh, intuitive, you know. It's it's it, it, it's it's really uh, it's it's how should I say? Um, it's not something, it's not like eating or sleeping. Uh, using Twitter is a lot of, uh, you learn how no. to use Twitter and you've learned it. And everyone will be able to learn Mastodon as any other, other you know, we're full of resources. So um, I don't think that's the issue at all. Uh, the issue is I that, think um, yeah. when we started on Twitter, I think the um, there was a conversation going. And, you know, in the early years of Twitter, um, and I think I've been on Twitter for same length of time as you or even a little longer. Uh, it was a conversation. And a lot of the people that I was following and exchanging messages with were people that I sort of knew. And then I met people on Twitter who I subsequently met in real life. Um, gradually, it became a broadcast channel and you had the news media and you had celebrities and you had various other people coming. And they weren't there to have a conversation with anybody. They were there to talk at us. Um, and it changed the character of Twitter. Um, and Mastodon feels like going back to something where we're having a conversation. And perhaps 
for those of us who work in tech, and there were a lot of tech people were on Twitter in the early days, um, if there are a few hurdles to learning how to use Mastodon, um, that's not a problem for us. You know, the fact that millions of people who follow, apparently 100 million people follow Elon Musk, you know, um, I probably not seeking to have a conversation with many of those people. So if they don't get to Mastodon, it may not bother me, you know. Um, and the other thing that I just really, in the last few months, is I used a dedicated Twitter client. Um, I used Twitterific and then I used Tweetbot. Um, and I have used those almost from the beginning, um, because I think right at the beginning, Twitter didn't have an app for the phone even. Um, so I've never seen the algorithm. Um, recently, when they switched off access to the API, um, I, I suddenly saw what everybody else had been seeing for 10 years and realised that it was a very different thing. So I think, um, you know, for me, as I said, I think Mastodon is taking us right back to where we were in 2008, 2010 with Twitter. And that's probably a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's refreshing. It's refreshing. Yeah. So tell me about you starting the Mastodon server. Why did you do it? Well, um, it was maybe a bit selfish uh, because I, 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 you know, uh, Twitter for me was um, uh, the, the user I interacted with are, were mostly uh, local, uh, let's say friends, you know, um, uh, whether I know I know them in real life or, or not, but people from here, people from France, uh, French exchanges, conversations, uh, or mostly geospatial uh, or tech or open source um, people. And... I was like, okay, there is this. Lots of people are talking about about what are we going to do, and so we had this conversation on Twitter, and I was like, maybe we should start a, 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 a map dedicated server or instance, and and it it kind of you know clicked with other people. So, and I just went along like, okay, let's do this um, this this uh, call. Let's see. Okay, lots of people would 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 join. Maybe uh, a third of them would see first what happens and if it's interesting before joining, and and it was encouraging. And and so uh, then I found out about a service uh, called Masto.host, which is a hosting service for Mastodon instances. Uh, so you you're charged and and uh, you're charged according to the to the the, the size the scale of the, of the server, but. Um, then you don't have to 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 deal with the the the, the server administration uh, installation install and stuff like that, and and so um, I, I I registered on on Masto.host, I registered Mastodon.space. Um, I I didn't uh, I think I didn't came at first with the name. Um, I think it was a conversation. I don't remember exactly where it was coming from. But then I, I, I search uh, on, on Mastodon on Twitter. I know that people from the OpenStreetMap community have been using that name a couple of years ago. It was, you know, it just popped up a couple of times back in the, in, in the, in the like, uh, Twitter or Mastodon history. But then it was not used as, as a widely or as a server name. Um, 
I really enjoyed the, the, the prune also because I enjoy uh, silly prunes. And so <laughs> I was... I, I, I just registered Mapsodon.space and then the day after Masto.host, which was uh, at, the, at the time overwhelmed by new uh, server creations because it was the, the rush, you know, uh, the, the exodus from, from Twitter, uh, the day after they, they closed the registrations, may, maybe a couple of hours after that. So uh, so it was <laughs> I was a bit lucky with that because I, I, I couldn't have, uh, you know, I, I got a little kid, uh, um, I got things going on and I, I, I wouldn't have started that if, if I had to deal with all the uh, sysadmin stuff. And and so that's how it started out, and and then we we communicated. I, when I say we, it's because from the very beginning um, there is a three uh, three persons uh, who offered to to join as moderators who are still here today, which I thank a lot because uh, they're helping me with a, a moderation and um, uh, accepting new users and stuff like that. Because we're uh, we're on people have when when they want to register now. Uh, new users have to justify in a couple of just a, a short line it's not perfect but that's the way it is for for the moment they have to say what their interest in geospatial because uh once i started to put the server on in the join mastodon directory um then we had we were just uh, flooded by new registration uh, demands like maybe uh 40 a day you know the new new registration um, and so with a lot that were not at all related to 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 maps or geospatial and i'd like to keep the server focused that's the the interest you know when you look at the timeline it's it's like a curated content a self-curated content you know uh, i'd love it if it if it would if it would continue to work like that so i i ask the people to just uh, explain in a, a short sentence why they 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 why they they, 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 they register uh, and then then I have to refuse some of them and there is maybe now um, between ten and twenty a day uh, maybe between five between five and twenty new 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 uh, demands but um, on that maybe a third of them are motivated and and uh, fit with the server so uh, it's a it's a bit it's a pity that there isn't um, uh, a way to to send even a, um, a, a pre pre written message to to the people that I refuse because I f it's a bit rough like no no you, you know, I reject your your uh, but that's the way it works for now. Okay, so how many users have you got on Mapsterdam? Um, registered. Uh, 1600 more that's 1700 uh, pretty soon um and active uh around uh, around a thousand so yeah that's uh and and let's see okay. how it goes because we've seen that the, the 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 rush from november uh you know that's how it works where there is migration from one tool to another there's a rush and then people don't use it but then there is still more than before so now I've, I've read a, a tech paper recently who was going like, oh, you've seen now Mastodon, you know, no one uses it anymore. And which is totally wrong because there is way more users than before. But then less than, you know, the peak from November, December. So let's see how it goes, you know. Okay, so you pay a hosting company to host the Mastodon instance yes. for yes. you. Um, and... 
you and your co-moderators put in quite a lot of time. Um, how much does it? How much time and how much cost are you incurring? I mean, this is a voluntary job, and yet you're spending money. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right now, it's uh, it's balanced because I've I've set up a Patreon. Uh, if you if you see this website that allows you to 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 take donations, um, uh, usually you're you're supposed to be an artist and you take donations and you offer something or or a, a developer maybe uh, I know Martin Owens from Inkscape uh, has a Patreon or he's a developer and you know and then you you have rewards like you you unblock uh, videos or stuff like that. So I just did something very basic uh, without any rewards for now, but uh, it would be nice. Um, and right now it covers the the, the costs of the server. Uh, I, I I've 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 written a couple of um, uh, call for how do you call that call for funds or you know um, uh, call for participation. Uh, when when I saw that it was going, you yeah. know, um, it's it's uh, it's costing um, around. A bit more than a hundred dollars uh, a month. Um, it's it's gonna cost a bit. I think pretty soon we're gonna have to upgrade the the, the plan, because the plan system of Masto.hurst is really well thought out. Because you can start small, and then just add resources on the way. It takes a lot of resources because your 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 instance has to um, cache images from other instances. You know, from the message from the messages shared and stuff like that. So um, yeah, uh, I think it's gonna it's gonna keep growing, but I'm not you know I'm not concerned. I, people have been um, you know pretty reactive users uh, when I I just like to find a way to not uh, post always new messages asking for for money because it's always a bit boring you know. But I think we'll find we'll find better ways. Listen, it's the problem of open source, it's the problem of volunteer communities that we need money. None of these things can run completely on volunteer time. So there's no reason to be shy about asking for money when you need money. Um, and certainly, if you're listening to this podcast and you use the Mapsterdon server... Think about chipping in. Even a dollar a month will go towards running the server. And if you're using a different server, um, the same thing will be true. All of the people running these servers need to cover the costs of hosting services or however they're running the service. So um, a small contribution makes helps to keep the services running. And in my opinion, if it enables us to have focused, moderated communities, it's money really well spent. Um, you know, I I remember going back 10 years or more when people were wondering how Twitter was ever going to make money. Um, and they had a choice. They had advertising or they had subscriptions or some combination of the two. And, you know, I remember thinking there are Millions and millions of people who, if you ask them to pay £10 a year, um, they would have happily paid that to keep the service running the way it used to run. It may not have made billions and billions for the founders, but it would have made a financially sustainable service. 
Um, and instead, they pursued the route of getting hundreds of millions of users. And, well, we know what's happened to that. Um, and I think the Mastodon model, if it stays small, is a much better model. So what happens if you get tired, Jeremy? Yeah. <laughs> you said you've got a kid, you've got other interests. What happens if you get tired of running Mastodon? Well, that's a, that's a really important question because... Um... Uh, yeah, we all know that that's the you know the XKCD uh, comic where you got this uh, uh, tech pyramid and then the small piece behind it that's holding everything and then if the piece breaks, um, that's the, the the issue about open source. Um, then I've I I, I think um, uh, I, I've been chatting with people from OSGO. Um, which uh, have more formally, less formally proposed. We were chatting about the 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 OSGO could uh, you know um, uh, welcome the Mapstone server uh, and support it. And I was I was a bit. Uh, it's still a conversation. There is nothing you know um, really done, but it's interesting because uh, the the idea is we're focused on cartography. Whatever tools you use and. There are lots of uh, ArcGIS users and uh, Google Earth users and not open source uh, tools users. And they're very welcome. And, and uh, what's interesting is, is, is mapping and cartography. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, uh, you know, um, that uh, being under the umbrella of OSGO would mean that we, uh, non-open source or closed source tools would, would not be welcome. And then... In the conversation we we're starting to have, uh, that was not an issue at all, and we the answers were like, yeah, of course, uh, we could keep it the way um, it was created and just uh, ensure that it's it's uh, written somewhere and there's a convention, some, something that makes it um, ensure that it, it it stays this way. I think so. The OSGO is is, is a conversation, but if it's not the OSGO, maybe um, it it made me think having this this exchange with them made me think about that uh, like uh, I'm not going anywhere but we all know that let's let's you know we all know that uh, this is a uh, and and maybe I know that other people don't join the server for this reason because it's 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 on the the shoulder of, of only one person so uh, I think the OSGO would be a nice solution so that's where I am now in the, in the you know and of course there will be a uh, I will open the conversation on the on the you know I'm I'm talking about about you I'm talking to you about that now and I, I'd like to 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 exchange with uh, users from Epstone about that also. So, so. And of course, we should say that um, if an individual Mapstodon server closes down, um, that does not prevent that doesn't mean that the users disappear. Um, all of the users can migrate very easily to another Mastodon server. So um, it's not quite the same as if Twitter closed down, that's the end of it and all your records are lost. Um, there's a clear migration process and it's relatively easy to switch from Mapstodon to the OSM server or some other server yep. that you yeah. choose to switch to exactly. and not lose all of your connections. So it's not quite the same thing. Jeremy, uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you and I want to say out loud how much I appreciate and nearly 1,700 other map geeks appreciate 
the work that you've done to create Mapsterdon and to moderate it and to look after it. Um, we're really grateful to you. People listening, if you're not signed up to Mapsterdon, go and have a look because it's a great server and a great local feed to join in with. If you are signed up, maybe think about supporting Jeremy because the work that he's doing is great. And if you still haven't joined Maps Mastodon in any other form, um, it really is time to start thinking about whether you want to leave that old bird site, which is just becoming a bit of a toxic cesspool. Jeremy, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. It's been great talking to you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Stephen. Thank you for the kind words and thank you for being on Mapstone. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today and listening to the GeoMob podcast. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. Please get in touch with us if you have any feedback or suggestions for topics we should cover. You can get the show notes over on the website, which is at thegeomob.com. While you're there, you can sign up for our monthly mailing list where we keep you informed about upcoming events. You can, of course, also follow us on Twitter where our handle is geomob. Thanks for listening and hope to see you at a GeoMob event soon.